it's uh, post PGA Championship week, uh, CT PGA Championship week. I'm joined by my pal, the Chief, Dennis Dungey. Denny, how are we doing this morning? It's a good Friday, Timmy. We're heading into a long weekend here. Uh, as you said, we've been busy since the last show, so we're a little delayed coming to everybody, but looking forward to giving out some information today. Uh, as you said, the PGA Championship last weekend, great event. We had the Connecticut PGA Championship Monday and Tuesday, eight-hole playoff there. Uh, we're heading into the Walter Lowell on the Tuesday after the holiday, so let's dive in. Yeah, we're rocking and rolling. We had a lot going on this week. So yeah, so some section stuff to get to, as always. Uh, last call over the weekend here for the special award nominations. Uh, that portal will close on Tuesday, May 31st. So if you want to nominate one of your peers for a special award, head over to ctpga.com, log in in the top right corner in the professional login. You can use your pga.org credentials to get in there and you'll see the link to the Open Water Special Awards platform. It's very easy to use, but if you do have any questions, shoot me an email or give us a call here at the section office and we'll get everything straightened out by Tuesday. We'll do another reminder for those of you playing in the Walter Lowell uh, on, uh, at Manchester, so maybe we'll help some of you guys out on site as well. A couple other notes on the player development front. PGA Junior League Play Days, which is the new pathway to, uh, for teams to potentially make the regional for PGA Junior League All-Stars. That is live, so if you uh, operate a PGA Junior League team and would like to host one of these play days, certainly give us a call here. I know it's a little bit confusing. The process for that is it's, it's a new, new kind of thing. They didn't really release the instructions until not that long ago, and it's still a little bit hazy for, for you guys and for me, to be honest with you, as well. I think they're kind of, PGA HQ is a little uh, wonky with it, so hopefully we can get that all situated and, and provide some opportunities here for some more all-star play. Uh, and Junior Tour, DCP, all things junior golf here in the section are uh, right, right about to get underway. We have our boys qualifier in a couple weeks, got some DCPs coming up, so I know you, all you guys out there and ladies are, are seeing these junior golfers that you coach, uh, so please feel free to send them our way and get them involved in our various programs for golfers of all skill levels. Yeah, I think you're probably going to be looking for volunteers too, right, for the DCP. We did a little DCP challenge with the vets at PJ Hope this week. Uh, it was pretty cool, uh, you know, seeing them get into it, a little more pressure on them per se than our just our usual kind of instructional thing, but it was pretty cool. I know some of those uh, gentlemen have volunteered in the past couple years, so, uh, you know, if anybody has any volunteers for you for the host sites, I'm sure you're looking for those too, right? Absolutely. We could always use uh, volunteers for really any of the junior stuff, but uh, DCP in particular helps a lot to have some extra bodies uh, to move the kids and the parents <laughs> through all the skills. So definitely reach out to me if you're interested in, in taking part in DCP. Yeah, just a reminder on the professional side, we got the Travelers uh, qualifying coming up here in a few weeks. We're moving into June pretty quick. Uh, June Thursday, June 16th is going to be the section portion uh, of that event where the section pros that are registered for that event will be playing for a little prize purse there. Uh, so if you are going to sign up for that, make sure you get in on a Thursday one. Uh, and as I've said before, you know, kind of the feedback has been, you know, hey, I don't want to compete against the guys that are trying to play on the tour, but uh, really it's a small section event within the qualifying. And then uh, for those, uh, there, there's two spots 
that don't advance to the Monday qualifier that get exempt into the Monday qualifier from our section members. So we're ha uh, happy to have those two spots available. So sign up for that. We also, the senior open, just a reminder to our section members, June 1st is the exemption deadline. So if you're not registered by then, you just become one of the others on the wait list. So make sure you register before June or by June 1st or uh, you'll be on the outside looking in. We uh, looked this morning, we have about 32 on the wait list already. Um, we still have about 17 or 18 exempt players from the past two or three years that haven't registered. So uh, June 1st is your deadline. So get your name in the mix. And then we also have a, a couple pro-ams getting started, not run by the section, but Jordan Gosler over at Manchester is hosting one. Donnie Kirkpatrick has one in July. Uh, I know EJ's been mixing around something in his, uh, his bowl of stew up there in Springfield. Uh, but those opportunities are available on the website. Uh, go under the tournament tab and find the other playing opportunities on the drop-down menu there. And all those will be listed there with registration links. So uh, for those of you that are looking for the Pro-Ams, that's where you find them. Boom. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on here. As Dennis alluded to, Senior Open's been popping off for months now. So... That event just continues to get better and better, and and yeah, we're rip-roaring uh, with tournaments here, and uh, I want to thank everybody who has registered for their Patriot Golf Days this weekend. Uh, hopefully, it's a, it's a fun time for everybody. I think we ended up with 18 facilities, which is a lot more than we had. I think we had, what, one or two? One last year, Lawrence telling me. One last year, so we have grown to 18 facilities uh, for this weekend in support of PJ Hope and Folds of Honor, so it should be... Good, uh, good weather weekend, I think. So uh, hopefully everybody has a good time with whatever they have planned for Patriot Golf Days. Yeah, and I, I had that in my notes too, Timmy. So thanks, thanks for hitting on that. Um, certainly uh, raising some funds for two great charities there, Folds of Honor and, and our PGA Hope program here. Uh, obviously, a lot of people call the upcoming weekend a holiday weekend, uh, but hopefully you'll take some time to really understand what the weekend's about and take a moment to think about those that made the ultimate sacrifice to really allow us to be here and, and do what we're doing. So I uh, appreciate uh, all the servicemen and ladies out there and, uh, and obviously those that are doing the fundraising initiatives. Greatly appreciated. I know uh, up at Springfield, our pal EJ gets on the show here a lot, but he's doing a lot of big things. And, uh, and Taylor, I think they had a 4.30 tea time this morning. They're playing 125 holes today. I was up there on Wednesday for PJ Hope and they had a whole uh, score sheet filled with donations on there. Uh, I threw my name on there yeah. at the end. So making a little donation to the, to the two ball team up there for some birdies and better. So uh, wishing them well up there and appreciate their efforts. And EJ's hot off a, uh, a flight home from, where was he? Milwaukee, Chicago, wherever the heck he was. He is uh, on probably a, a, an hour of sleep maybe, if that. And he's still out there doing his thing with Taylor and the, and the crew up there. So much appreciated to EJ and and uh, that's about it. Uh, I think that's all I got on my section notes. I don't know if you had anything else to include in there. That's it. It's banter time. Buddy. Banter time, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Uh, let's, uh, we'll start off on the, uh, the PGA Championship. How about we start there, Danny? I know we asked everybody last week who their pick was. We got a few people to respond there. Uh, but I, I know I watched a little bit of it uh, here and there on the weekend. Obviously, I watched Sunday and saw the finish and I'm sure I know I know you did and Tom did and we were, we've been talking about that this week but uh, I guess a little bit of a weird bittersweet kind of ending because it was tough to see uh, 
uh, what's his face Pereira kind of stumbled to the finish line but obviously great to see J JT finish it off because I mean I think he got the, the tough draw as far as the weather went that that uh, during the Thursday and Friday with the wind and everything and and where his tee times fell and he played the best and he won so well deserved yeah he definitely played the best over the weekend and I think as you said it, it was really luck of the draw uh, for the first two days, I know the weather was terrible down there. The winds were whipping around. They didn't even mow the greens for the second round. So it just goes to show you how difficult the setup really was and, and the weather conditions. Um, you know, and I, I was telling the PJ Hope veterans, you know, they got them to watch a little bit of the golf this weekend. And, you know, unfortunate to see what happened there on 18 to, uh, you know, to Pereira there. But nerves took over. And we're human, you know, we're all human. And, you know, it was tough to see that he couldn't even get the club above his hip there. But, you know, I, I think a very gracious interview at the end. And I, I think he's got, a you know, some game ahead of him. Uh, it's probably going to sting a little, for a little while. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's fun to see. I was kind of rooting for, you know, Cameron Young being a kind of a local guy here and, you know, a member or the son of a PGA member. Uh, but obviously JT one who's also in that same boat. His dad is a PGA member. So, uh, he played the best, you know, seven down to start the day, eight down at one point early in the round, and, you know, to hold on and win in the playoff was great. Is JT's dad a PGA member? I don't think they talked about it once on the whole broadcast <laughs> that whole time, that they followed him around and showed him every five seconds and said that he was a PGA member. Yeah, yeah. and, I, you know, I, I kind of got a little frustrated at that point, too, because Cameron was still in the mix, and they didn't really highlight it until the end of the, kind of the end of the show, so, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. JT's got the star power, and it's been a known thing for a long time that his father is a PGA member. But, uh, yeah, I think we've talked about Cameron Young a lot and didn't seem to really get uh, a lot of the buzz there. But uh, my pick, Rory, he looked great day one. I was pumping my chest out for my pick. And then, typical Rory fashion, he had some faltering there in the middle and picked it up in the end and still came in the top ten. So that yeah. seems to be his M.O. now where he just he plays well enough to, to – Finish in the top 10, but not really well enough to be in uh, contention at all on Sunday, which is kind of disappointing. I think you saw that from him. I don't think he stuck around to give a, a post-game, uh, post-round interview. So he's, he's definitely getting a little frustrated. Yeah, and, and my pick was hot to start, too. I think, like you said, got the good part of the draw there uh, and then faltered at the end. Cam Smith there, but... Uh, Bubba Watson was in the mix for a while there. You know, round two was playing tough, and he shot 63, which was pretty impressive. Scheffler uh, kind of came back to earth, but he's playing well this weekend, I just saw. Um, so that was, I think, a little bit of a surprise there. But uh, I'd, I'd say that the TV coverage, I didn't watch uh, Thursday or Friday, but there was a lot on social media about the TV coverage from ESPN. Maybe not the best, uh, Bad day for Sage Steele. I don't know if you saw round one. She took a errant tee shot to the face Ooh. from John Rahm. Uh, and I guess she's living here in Connecticut, so they sent her home. Uh, she had some dental surgery done. Wow. I think everything's going well. And then in round two, uh, Aaron Wise caught an errant, errant tee shot from Cam Smith in the head. Uh, was able to, I think he was on like the 15th or 16th hole. He was able to finish his round and made the cut. So uh, not wow. sure, didn't really pay that 
much attention to the layout of the golf course, but it looked like uh, there were some crossways and crosswalks that went into some you know, landing zones. Yeah, so. you could see it a little bit on the coverage. It's that some of the things just visually looked a little off, so that it makes, I guess, I mean, you hate to see it, but it makes a little bit of sense of all this, a uh, couple people getting drilled there, which is unfortunate, but I, I, I think the coverage was, again, it was a little weird. I mean, the Masters does it the best, where you go to masters.com and you can kind of see all the featured groups before uh, the TV broadcast picks it up, and it was a little tricky because people it, they were carrying it on ESPN Plus, so they were obviously trying to suck people into to getting the ESPN Plus the streaming service, and it was causing some problems for people who didn't even know where to begin with that. I think obviously some of the demographic of our golf spectator viewers has something to do with that, but yeah, it's a, it's a little frustrating and annoying and, and things like that, but. That's kind of the way of sports, and we've seen it a little bit with MLB. They got their Apple TV Friday games, and Yankees games are on Amazon, and poor John Coalition can't watch the Yankees because every time he changes uh, TV providers, they keep yes keeps uh, pulling it from whatever he's got. So I think that's just the the way the of the future viewing is going. But uh, I guess the last comment I have is: Are golfers the most emotionally? charged up people because I think every time somebody wins now they just start crying on the 18th green and you know JT's got the tears I feel like every time golfers win something and I get it it's an individual sport and it's a it's a little different than the team sports but you know I don't see Tom Brady crying every time he wins a Super Bowl but <laughs> these golfers I don't know I don't know Denny yeah, they wear their heart on their sleeve <laughs> uh, one, um, one thing before we leave the golf world I was looking uh corn fairy tour I saw a video of a young kid, James Nicholas. He's actually a, a Yale graduate. Um, he was the ninth alternate on the list for, I think, last weekend's event. And he got a call 9.30 the night before. So he had uh, jumped on a flight to get down there. The flight was delayed. He got to the airport and realized he only had however many minutes to get there. He knew he couldn't wait for his clubs. He just went right to the course, showed up in his clothes that he wore on the, air, you know, on the airplane. He was dressed to go. Borrowed the club pros clubs to go out there. Unfortunately, he missed the cut, but it was it was pretty interesting to see how that whole thing played out. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody saw that video. That's a cool little nugget of info there, Denny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I gotta do big things on this show to keep up with you. <laughs> well, I just fire from the hip. <laughs> um, but yeah, good week of the PGA Championship. Uh, so we look forward to some more golf. Travelers is right around the corner, so we'll be we'll be all dialed in for that. Uh, but moving into some of the other spectator sports we have out there, obviously we've covered a little bit of the hockey playoffs going on. I've been sporadically checking everything out. Watched a little of the rain. I didn't watch any of the Rangers last night actually, but uh, they continue to struggle a little bit. Uh, down three two now. Big game at the Garden on Saturday, and even if they win, I mean it seems like uh, the Hurricanes don't lose at all at home. So they definitely have an uphill battle there in that front and on that front. So, but I mean, like we said, hockey playoffs are fun. NBA playoffs, Warriors took care of business last night. I think there was no shock there. Uh, and then the Celtics Heat series, although 3-2, and you would seemingly think that that's obviously good. I think the games have been terrible, to be totally honest. I think every game has had, you know, it's one team kind of goes on a 25-0 run, and that's pretty, much, that's pretty much it. I guess game five was a little bit better, but it was more of a rock fight. They both teams struggled shooting the ball, so it, to me, it hasn't really been that entertaining on the on the Eastern Conference Finals side. Yeah, I haven't watched much of any of the basketball. Um, yeah, kind of just been listening in a little bit. Sounds like there's some injuries in the 
you know, the Boston and, and Miami teams line up. So really a survival of the fittest at this point. I know the Celtics have kind of interrupted Miami's fast break game. So that's kind of, you know, stifling down playing defense. And they always say defense wins championships. So looked, I, I'm kind of looking to see the Celtics in the finals uh, against Golden State. And I, I think that would be good. So, but I think Golden State is on fire right now. They're the be, they're the best true basketball team. Uh, all their players are clicking on all cylinders. They're not jealous of each other. You know, they're all stars in their minds. So, uh, they're all playing together well. So, I, I, it's going to be hard to beat them. Yeah, and you almost kind of see a little bit with them. Uh, you know, that core of Green and Thompson and Curry now. A little parallel to some some of what you saw with the Spurs. Obviously, nobody will ever do what the Spurs did, and they're they're, you know, the length in which they just continue to just dominate the Western Conference when the West was at its finest, when they had Duncan and Parker and Ginobili and some of those guys over there. Uh, but it's I think in a world now where, you know, and they are culprits of it as well when they went and got Durant and, and things like that. But you're seeing those guys seem like they're going to pretty much stick together for the remainder of their careers and. You know, when you have that, that talent there of Curry and, and sidekicking Thompson and Green kind of plays his part, I think it's it's unique and kind of cool that you see that now in the NBA where everybody's jumping ship and making power to super teams and all this other stuff. So uh, I'm actually kind of glad to see the Warriors back in the finals. And like you said, I think the Celtics are ultimately going to prevail on the other side and it'll be good from a, from a local uh, standpoint. I guess I'm sure a lot of our listeners are Celtics fans, so... Uh, we'll keep uh, keep our ears uh, peeled for our eyes tuned into to the finals. So that's all I got on the NBA and obviously baseball. I could I could just go down a lot of different holes there. But the Yankees, nasty Nestor again, pitching into the ninth inning last night. It's a really amazing what he has been able to do as uh, I guess a uh, throwback. He pitches. He doesn't just he does not throw ninety eight. We've talked about it or I've talked about it before. He's He's a grinder. He's dropping different arm angles. He's changing speeds. He's moving. Or he's he's commanding a, a number of pitches. Cortez is to me is he's fun to watch. Definitely fun to watch. How are my Phillies doing? Phillies stink, Dennis. Oh jeez. They're the Mets have been like a 500 team for the last three weeks, and they're still seven and a half games up on the Phillies. I think they're playing each other this weekend though. I thought you told me the other day the Phillies are like 500 over so many. Weeks or oh yeah, there was that stat that I saw. Yeah, if you go like last 25, 26 games, I think they're five hundred. Then you go last like fifty two games, they're five hundred. And last hundred, like it's the weirdest stat ever. Yeah, and then the last five years, they're five hundred. Yeah, know, like everything. That's <laughs> just what the Phillies are. Just, they're just like a mediocre team <laughs> that just can't take it to the next level. <laughs> wow. Well, it's got to be a pitching thing. You know, I saw the stat the other day about all the uh, all the non-pitchers, the fielders, not including uh, Otani because he's a pitcher and yeah, a fielder, yeah. but I know there's been like 32 guys or something like that that have pitched this year that aren't pitchers. Yeah. Yadier yeah, Molino is out there pitching yeah, that's, day. Yeah, and that's when they came up uh, with them. Brett Phillips now is like the go-to guy for the Rays. When they're getting pummeled, he comes in and starts throwing like Ephus pitches up there and gets pounded. Uh, it's yeah, it's the new. It's like the new wave where nobody, if everybody's losing, nobody wants to throw that you know back end reliever out there and waste him for a day. They throw their random position player out there, which is I don't know. It's kind of cool in a, in a way, but it's also kind of stupid when you see guys out there throwing sixty miles an hour and you know people padding their stats up a little bit on on uh, on that. But 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think all offense is still down in MLB um, with all with everything that's been going on. I mean, you look around the league, everybody seems like they're hitting about two fifteen with the uh, three homers and like a six fifty OPS. So that's pitch, Hall of Fame stats, though. Isn't it's it? Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, the, new, the new Hall of Fame yeah. that's going to be uh, it's going to be is, that's going to be the standard. But you know, you're still seeing the guys rise. To the, I mean, Judge is having a monster year. We talked about it before the season. I think it's. You know, I talked about it with Howie, too, a little bit yesterday. Like, what is, if he continues to do what he's doing, MVP, 50 homers, whatever, like, are the Yankees going to be like, oh, yeah, now we're going to pay you $300 million? No, they're still not going to do that because the whole reason that he's not getting a long-term deal is because he's 30 years old and they don't want to give him eight years and have him be an old man at 35 and have to, you know, pay him $35 million a year when he's not doing anything. So I don't think it really changes anything, and, and it's unfortunate because it seems like Judge is, as much as he wants to say that he loves being a Yankee and everything like that, you know, if Cohen or the Giants or somebody comes in and, is like, and gives him that money, yeah, I think he might take it. It's going to take a walk. Yeah. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. You know, that was good timing there. You mentioned Howie and the bell started chiming. It was almost like the spring meeting again. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting for him to walk through the door. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good, yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm going to the game next week. I'm going to see the great Mike Trout at Yankee Stadium. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm going with Nicole and two of her girlfriends. So I don't know how that's going to work wow, out for lucky me. lucky you. Yeah, you well, are really doing it right. But is it is it lucky me? Because I'm not going to be able to be breaking down, you know. <laughs> what am I breaking down at this game? They're going to be there, you know, in it for the good time, which is all good and fun. But I'm going to be sitting there ready to break down everything that's nasty Nestor's pitching. So I'm going to be all jacked up, got Trout playing, I'm going to be right behind Aaron Judge in right field, and they're going to be, you know, doing whatever they're doing over there. Uh, maybe Johnny Pickles is available to go up there with you too. Why not? Maybe I'll break him down there. <laughs> but I, I kind of brings me to a, 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 I don't want to, maybe it's the question of the day, but I think it's a more, Ooh. a it's a, it's a, like a Seinfeldian kind of uh, predicament here. So you go to the game, right? Somebody invites you to the game. In this case, uh, Nicole's friend Danielle, she, they, her family has season tickets or a, a package, so they get a certain number of games or whatever. So they say, you know, you want to come to the game? Sure, great. You know, what do I owe you for the ticket? They go, no, 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 don't worry about it, don't worry about it. But then that shifts to now, you're obligated to what, pick up a drink or two, maybe think and do, do that. But now in today's climate of, you know, beers are $20 and yeah. hot dogs of $17. <laughs> So now they're having a good time, and now instead of you just being like, "Here's my hundred bucks for the ticket," now you're like three hundred deep on, <laughs> on beers. So what's what what's, what are we thinking on etiquette for uh, as a guest of a of in this situation? Well, I think in this situation, you would hear me start this. <coughs> <laughs> just tested positive for COVID. I'm out. <laughs> I'll be drinking ten pennies on my couch. Yeah, watching it from home. Yeah, yeah. But then no, it's because <laughs> like no, I think it's, it's that's a very that's a very good uh, question. Sorry to hear that you're in that predicament. And it's yeah. like a bougie predicament because it's yeah. like I'm going to the Yankee game and I'm you know I'm complaining about not complaining but you know you, you oh, you're bring complaining. It, I'm complaining right because I think it's easy when you go into you know me and you are going to the game we each bought our tickets I'm driving you pay for parking done that's it flat. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's the easy deal. Yeah. But now we're dealing with this whole other circumstance where what's what, where is there a cutoff? 
somebody else who just, you know, decides they want to have eight beers that day. and then um, Well, listen, if they can afford the package that they afforded for tickets and they're not asking me for money, they can probably afford the beers too, so I'd make them pay for all of them. <laughs> Why not, Jenny? I'll just keep living, uh, living my best life yeah, over that's here. Right. right. Where are you going this weekend? On, oh, on the trip, late yeah? weekend. Late weekend? Late weekend, wow. yep. Yeah, well, listen, it's a, th- it's a long weekend as we said, you know? So enjoy it up there. What do you got? You got any softball this weekend? Softball game on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, we're going on a one-game win streak. Ooh. You know, I coached the team to a win last week because the head coach had to leave early. So we had a little comeback win. So nice. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw you uh, Bennett's, there. Bennett's putting on the gear. She's getting behind the dish, kind of taking Just after like her dad. You. Yeah. yeah, look at that. So she was excited to do it. Um, she was pretty good back there. She doesn't realize that when the ball gets past her, though, it's still in play. She's got to get up and hustle after it. Yeah, that's so a problem. We talked, yeah. we, talked, we talked about that through the game. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, it's a learning environment, right, Danny? That's right. It is a learning environment. And having fun doing it. We got a couple more weeks. Uh, and then, then it's summertime. Summertime. Yeah, pool's open. Yeah. You got a diving board over there, don't you? Shh. <laughs> we don't know if it's a legal diving board, but it's a diving board. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, Danny. I think it's about lunchtime. Lunchtime, I am hungry, starting to eat on my shirt here, so... Yeah, we had to go back up for the Walter Lowell, so we might have to wrap this show up here. Yeah, we'll see everybody on Tuesday. Hope you have a a great holiday weekend. Absolutely. And uh, as always, follow us on our Instagram, our Bunker Banter Instagram account. Download us on Apple Podcasts. And if you miss us in all these places, we're also in the E-Update as well. Until next time, everyone.